Hello, fearless denizens of the galaxy. We super appreciate your support so far. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, If you like the podcast, we just wanted to take a quick moment to encourage you to... Uh, wait, what is it called? Rate, right. We just wanted to take a quick moment to encourage you to rate and review the show if you haven't done it. Uh, it is super, super helpful. And also, you know, if you like the podcast, tell someone you know. Spread the truth. Like a virus. And speaking of support, we've launched a Patreon. At patreon.com slash chuckandardvark, you can donate $5 a month to have access to great behind-the-scenes content, a Discord community, and many more exciting incentives. So be sure to check that out. Your support really helps us, and we're super excited to bring you more content. Mm. Check out those sweet, sweet bonus features. Why don't you? Welcome to Chuck and Aardvark versus the Galaxy. I'm Chuck. I'm Aardvark. And you know what we had more of? Stars. So many stars at night in the galaxy. The galaxy. Not a phallaxy. <laughs> Not a phallaxy. As you can tell, we are in very good moods today. We sure are. Tell them why, Ari. We are in a new location, which, you know, by this point, shouldn't be a surprise. Clearly, this is a gimmick. Um, we were, yeah, it's almost like a gimmick. I agree. It's, it's almost, almost like one of our, like, you know, weekly things that changes every week. We're actually in a library right now. We sure are. Um, oh, wait. The librarian is shushing us, which I think, is it, is it okay? Yeah, he's saying it's okay that we record here, but he's also angry about it. If we're quiet, maybe we can hear him muttering. All right, let's be quiet. Did he say handsome boy? Yeah, I don't. I, don't, I, don't I thought know. I heard him say handsome boy. I'm not sure what that I was mean, about. I mean, I hope he meant me. I'll take it if he did. Thank you. But yeah. He looks like Brad Pitt's brother, <laughs> Doug Pitt. That's a topical reference. Drink more beer. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, there was a. If you haven't seen, there was a. There's an actual beer commercial now with Doug Pitt recreating the infamous scene from Seven. I mean, everyone knows Doug Pitt, the famous entrepreneur slash philanthropist slash tech investor. And also an ambassador to Zambia. Yeah. In case you didn't know. I mean, all you Zambian <laughs> listeners, I'm sure, are like, well, yeah, Doug Pitt. He's the ambassador to Zambia. <laughs> yeah, the Zambian listeners were all like, uh, Doug Pitt recreating something that like his brother did? Who's his brother? Um, I'm assuming you all were probably just waiting till we would finally make a Doug Pitt reference out there. Um, but now that... And if so, you can finally be at peace. You're free. We just lost all our Zambian all, listeners. All of our Zambian our, listeners our, were our viewership goes. Our viewership goes to zero now. Our, our Zambian... Our Zam, well, we didn't lose our Zambian listeners. We lost our Zambian ghost listeners. The, ghosts, the ones who, were, uh, who needed to who's, be at peace. Whose unfinished business was that a podcast did not mention Doug Pitt, the famous philanthropist. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so yeah, we were... Let me make a long story short. We were kicked off of Hawaii. They, they doused our torches... And uh, they told us that the the tribe had spoken, and uh, I turned to the group of them that was standing on the beach, and I was like, <laughs> "Good move, guys. Play safe. Play it safe out there." <laughs> 
man. And then I and then I turned and I walked away. Yeah, my reaction was a little different. I kind of gave all of them glares. And uh, yeah, Ari stormed off without even saying anything. No, I said one thing to one of them. I whispered in his ear as he passed. I said, "You know, I said you're gonna get what's coming to you, Jack." Yeah, I, but look, fair is fair. We were blindsided. It was a it was a blindside, and it was a good one. Like, and I even I left with an idol in my pocket. That's what really gets me. You didn't even use it. I didn't even use it. Sell I thought I was safe. Sell that thing on eBay, like all of them do. But yeah, it turns out our white van is kind of like a chitty chitty bang bang kind of vehicle. So we were able to fly all the way back to California. It's a very amazing high tech van. It is. No, it is. It's not magic. It's technology. Right. I mean, honestly, at some point we should talk about the magic school bus because what what really is that thing? I see no reason not to make that topic now. Yeah, let's talk about it. Let's talk about the Magic School Bus. It's been on my mind. I mean, we're in a library, which kind of makes me think of education, which makes me think of the Magic School Bus. Oh, wait, wait, wait. He's, he's, one second. Sorry, the librarian is coming back. I don't want him to, I don't want him to overhear this. Apparently, if I start the fire, they'll know, they'll know, they'll know it's me, they'll know it's me. Did you see his name tag? No, I missed it. What did it say? Mr. Frizzle. Yeah, and... As soon as we started talking about the magic school bus, I noticed that he's hiding in the stacks, just watching us through that, to that, there's like a slot where there's a book missing and I can see him looking at us. And he's holding the book as if to reshelf, but he is not reshelving it. It's been a long time, but I, I used to love the magic school bus because I always assumed up till this point that the magic school bus was just like, you know, a fictitious story about fictitious characters, but... I think maybe it's real. I never really watched the Magic School Bus. The problem is that I feel like Magic School Bus has aged very poorly in this, how, in this day and age. How so? I mean... I really don't know anything about the Magic School Bus. <laughs> I, I, know you, very, you, I know very little. Um, you you, you led us down this path, so you're going to have to give me something to work with. Let me start by explaining what how the Magic School Bus worked, because there was a formula. The Magic School Bus features a bunch of characters, uh... Most famously, Carlos, the lovable scamp who loves to make basically dad jokes and then have all the other kids go, Carlos! And, you know, it's a whole thing. And then there's Miss Frizzle, the mysterious red-haired woman who travels around in this magical school bus. And she takes the kids on extremely dangerous adventures to places such as inside the cell, you know, on the moon. Inside the cell? Like a... Like a like a solitary detention cell. Yeah, that episode was brutal. The 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 Guantanamo episode. The Guantanamo episode. Yeah, basically was. They... I've been really interested in Guantanamo since we discussed the incarceration of your butler, Colonel Blue, and I, like we're not ready for our big Guantanamo themed episode yet, but which it's coming. Ha- which will happen. It is coming. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, so the Magic School Bus it it flew around. It, uh, it could shrink. It could change. It was alive. If this school bus is so advanced that it can literally, it can change sizes, shape. It can, it can change. It can. It, it doesn't have to be a bus. It can be like a submarine. And what color was the school bus? Yellow. Oh, do you shoot. see where I'm going with this? Oh my god. I mean, well, now it has to be what they're referring to. I think to understand the bus, we need to understand the woman who drives it, and Valerie Felicity Frizzle as she is known, is a third grade teacher at Walkerville Elementary. When you actually think about what's happening to these kids, every week their lives are put in danger at school. Can you imagine what it would be like for kids if like, they'd go to school and didn't know if they might die because something dangerous could happen to them? I mean, can you imagine? That would be so incredibly traumatic. And I mean, especially if they felt like the adults in their lives who are supposed to protect them, like 
are either not going to do anything about it or are going to like actively create the situation that puts them at risk. I can't imagine growing up in a world like that. I, like, I, I think I remember one tornado drill. I just looked this up. The Frizz, as they referred to her in Wikipedia pages, is a little unnerving if you ask me, is intelligent, kind, resourceful, happy, funny, supportive, loving, and somewhat motherly. She loves making jokes revolving around the lesson she teaches, even if she is the only one laughing. <laughs> a redhead, she wears wacky dresses that reflect the subject of each adventure and earrings that glow before a field trip begins. In the original books, her dress on the last page usually hinted at the plot of the next book. The very last book sees it covered with question marks. <laughs> I mean, this is practically, this, is, this theory practically writes itself. Okay. So what is this? Who is this woman? What is the frizz? So here's, here are the connections I'm making. She's this very warm, motherly figure who draws people in, right? <clears throat> Is that the sound that you associate with your mom? Um, not my mother, my nanny. Oh, who was your nanny? And then the <laughs> nanny numbskull. <laughs> oh, I remember her. She was a sweetheart, but, you know... There were weird moments with her. There was something off about Nanny Numbskull. Well, I well, mean, her name alone. Well, she was, she literally didn't have any feeling in her head, right? Um, so she, I, I just remember, yeah. I just remember she'd, uh, man, I, I knew her for so long, I forgot that was even strange. It just was part of who she was. Yeah, you she, know? she had a numbskull. So I remember, like, I'd come over to your house and she'd be like, hey, kid, check this out. And she'd, like, start smashing her head on a wall and she'd be like, I feel nothing. <laughs> I oh. feel nothing. And I was like, God, this is so, your home life is so much better than mine is what I remember thinking. Oh, I love Nanny Numbskull. She used to give me like little treats out of her pockets. Mm -hmm. And then of course, Colonel Blue would often take them for his own. But you know, that's, that's a whole other thing. I had a, I had a fun family. You, you sure did. Your upbringing is, was a romp. Yeah, I mean, you could just imagine a whole story behind that. But, you know, let's talk about Mrs. Frizzle. So, anyway, she has red hair, which, classically, sign of the devil. Said the redhead. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, <laughs> look, hashtag not all redheads, but yes, she's like, she's a trickster. She has a bunch of children who she draws in into her, you know, her, 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 her web. And she can transform her appearance. I'm getting some pretty serious Loki vibes. I'm getting some pretty Loki, Loki vibes. Yeah, Loki, you know Loki. She's Loki, Loki. She's lo Loki, she's Loki. So if she's Loki, I don't remember Loki having a magic school bus. I think I would have known. I mean, I think we can just assume that Loki has some kind of chariot that he uses to drive around in. I mean, how else would you get around without a chariot in those days? Yeah, I mean, I mean, what what were you gonna do? Take take the Nordic Green Line? Take an Uber? <laughs> take an Uber? I'm gonna read this again from the perspective of Loki. Loki loves making jokes, revolving around the lesson that Loki teaches, even if Loki is the only one laughing. I mean, that's Loki. That's what I'm saying. I mean, and just for all you who, when they hear Loki, think, "Oh, you mean the Marvel Loki?" I don't mean the Marvel Loki. I'm not saying the Marvel Loki's bad. But if you think that's what Loki is, you're you're on some path that I cannot follow, Frodo. Mr. Frodo, don't follow Tom Hiddleston. <laughs> Mr. Frodo. You know, if you rearrange the last Tom Hiddleston. If you rearrange the letters of Tom Hiddleston, it spells I am Lord Voldemort. <laughs> <laughs> 
follow us into the mist. Tom Hiddleston will show you the way. No, precious. Tom Hiddleston won't show us the way. Tom Hiddleston will star in the movie. My statement about the recent uh, Marvel Endgame is that I did not watch most of the Marvel movies, so I can't watch it, so I don't like the cinematic universe thing. I can't follow any of it. What's going on? What's going on with a stupid endgame? I can't follow any of this. I can't. I'm like sitting there and I'm like, like, who are these people? Uh, wait, oh, I have a white hair. <laughs> I'm going gray. Uh, and um, oh my gosh, I've been filling out this Republican ballot and I just voted for Roy Moore. <laughs> Tear this up real quick. <laughs> yeah, get rid of that, please. <laughs> Now, can we talk about the question marks? Like, what even is that? That's well, freaky. No, I, I think I think that that completely tracks. So, at the end of Norse mythology, the kind of the the final uh, battle, yeah, the end game, you might say, the end game of Norse mythology is Ragnarok. Which I know if you're, yeah, I, I know if you're like a big Marvel fan, you're like, no, Ragnarok was like eight movies earlier. And to you, I say. What even is Endgame? <laughs> the only one I like is Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> the best superhero. The only, he's the only one. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> anyway. I want to say... Wait, wait, wait. I feel like I was in the middle of saying... Oh, yeah. I'm still... I'm explaining your question marks. Yes, continue. Let me finish one thought. No! Let me say one thing. We're going off. Off the grid. Off the grid. Um, What are we saying? Continue with where you were going. So the end game of Norse mythology is Ragnarok. Ragnarok is the final battle where the ice giants and the gods come together. They have an epic blow. They all kill each other. And then it's just sort of like... Like, that's it, right? Yeah, that was the end. But you didn't know, right? Because there's there's a vagueness to it. We don't know if that was the ending. There's a bunch of question marks. So I That's think true. I think that the magic school bus, I think, was an allegory. One of the things I love about Norse mythology, genuinely, it more or less has a three-act structure. And and Loki really epitomizes that because he starts off as like he's kind of like innocent then he gets i mean he's still a trickster then he gets drawn in increasingly the the gods realize that they can use him so he gets drawn into the various like uh machinations uh, yeah of the gods where they're like oh you know we need to get thor's hammer back and then loki is betrayed by the gods when they chain and and injure his son um who was i believe heike Heike? Hi and his father. Loki. Loki. Heike. Heike. His son Heike. And his uh his cousin Waititi, who went on to make the Ragnarok. <laughs> <laughs> um and then of course, so after Loki gets betrayed, he decides that he's gonna work against the gods and he kills Balder, then they punish him. And he's just in the cave with acid being poured on him. I mean, the Nor- the Norse people had had a very dark uh, view of of the gods, and then they have the battle, and then it's over. But like the battle of the five armies, they have the battle of of of, of two armies, and then <laughs> like, a traditional battle of <laughs> two armies. Yeah, you, know, you didn't infamous, have to call it infamous. that. <laughs> so God is dead. We've d- confirmed on this podcast, God's dead. We've confirmed that God is dead, and the Norse had it right. We officially subscribe to Norse mythology as the official theology of Chuck and Aardvark. Valhalla! <laughs> that's, that's Norse mythology, right? Mytho- Valhalla. Valhalla, right? yeah. That's the hall where the warriors eat. The Valhall. The Valhall. Ah. Uh, 
Although sometimes, sometimes uh, I've heard that it's it's actually pronounced Valchala, and I'm just never sure which one. I, I like I, I don't want to step on anyone's toes. Well, from now on, we'll call it Valchala. I don't want anyone out there to be like, oh, they're pronouncing Valhalla. Yeah, again. please, please educate us. Oh, speaking of education and correction, I should uh, make a note for last week. I messed up really bad. Armand does not mean laurel tree. I always thought my my full legal name Armand meant laurel tree, but no, it actually means like soldier or something, which is much less beautiful and very sad. So my mother lied to me, which I guess it shouldn't come as a surprise at this point. What reason could she possibly have had of wanting you to think that you're a laurel tree as opposed to a warrior? I mean, I guess to keep you docile? Perhaps. My my father always said, oh, you know why we named you Armand? And he gave me a wink and I never got it. My mom was, yeah, but the laurel tree. And she pat me on the head. Your father wanted you to be a warrior in his army and your mother was protecting you to make sure that you promoted, that, that, that you remained pacifistic and peaceful. Your mom was trying to save you. It's like there's two sides to me. One is light. One is dark. Charlie. You want to know a secret? We'll come back to you later. Mm, okay. I'm just going to go stand behind that bookshelf and when it was in, maybe the clothes stay on, maybe they come off. Go. Go. Okay. Go. Okay. He's, he's I like him. <laughs> Does he remind you of your family? <laughs> Aspects. Okay, so basically here's what's happening. You have Norse mythology. You get to the end. Gods are reincarnated. There's probably just like an endless looping through of the same essential story. Yeah, uh, because more or less. So I feel like Loki is looping through this endless fatalistic loop of trying to break out of his destiny of causing the end of the universe time and time and time again, which is why we see him pop up in various forms throughout history. I don't necessarily think Loki is being evil or nefarious. I think he's trying to escape the bonds of the machinations of the galaxy which is exactly what you and i are trying to do yeah maybe he was like you know maybe he like uh king arthur is another one of these uh truth seekers of history why was the show and the books the magic school bus made in the first place right who wanted this story to be out there oh my god the author oh my odin oh my odin the author of the book was joanna cole and joanna cole um mentioned not only that she had a teacher that was kind of like Miss Frizzle, but after some graduate education courses, she spent a year as a librarian. What's happening here? Here's what I think happened. I think that Joanna Cole had an encounter with Loki as a child. And I think that the things that happened in the Magic School Bus are true. There was a there was a classroom and Loki disguised as a teacher was attempting, I think, to use like the minds of these children to like break free of his prison because I mean, children's have a power of imagination that no one else has in the universe. That's right? true. But she grew up. She recorded it in these books. She recorded her life, and she became a librarian because she found a man whose last name was Frizzle because she was trying to recapture something lost from her childhood. So you're saying, you're saying that this is the library. This is the library, and that Mister Frizzle, that shirtless librarian, married to this child married who to, grew up, married to Joanna Cole, 
who wrote the Magic School Bus because when she was a child, it actually happened to her. So Everything why, in the Magic School Bus actually happened. God, so why is Mr. Frizzle so crazy? What happened to him? Honestly, as banal as this is, when someone marries you because of this grand idea of who you're supposed to be for them and not because they truly love you, that marriage just can't sustain itself. God. You end up in this situation where you're growing old with someone who you married for the wrong reasons and it's just too late and you kind of despise them. And I mean, it's like a who's afraid of Fenrir the wolf situation. Oh, Carlos. <laughs> I've been waiting for that. <laughs> Man, what a, what a sad tale that is. After one night, one liquor-ridden night of of masochistic and sadistic games, he and his wife decided to leave each other, and 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 they stopped, decided to stop pursuing the fantasy. I never knew that the magic school bus was a tragedy, but oh god, Mister and Missus Frizzle, sad, sad, sad. We all live in the Elsa Marine. It was the exact same story. Blue meanies. How could that not be ice giants? <laughs> Symbolically, the magic school bus, this, you know, beautiful, crazy abil- thing that like allows us to, you know, explore the universe but never break free of it. Right. It's the tragedy of being a conscious being on this in this world where we have so many miraculous abilities and yet we cannot escape from our ultimate fate, which is the end of everything. And if you're out there in a loveless marriage and you have to, you know, invent a child. Invent a child? Invent a child just to get through. Is that that how you think children are born? Charlie, did you ever learn about the birds and the bees? Um, no, I I just watched Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf and my parents told me that was my conception story. You know about my family's home theater. Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf was just playing in a constant loop and we were forced to go in there every single night and just watch it and... My mother leaned over to me and she said, this is the archetype of what a healthy family is. Internalize it. The one time I had a sleepover at your house, I came there and I remember your mother said, ah, a guest. And she just sat us down with a bucket of kernels covered in salt. And we watched Virginia Woolf. And I thought, I didn't realize, I mean, you looked pretty bored. Like you'd seen it a million times. I didn't realize you had. And then, and then we, and then, and then my mother turned to you and she said, now it's time to play Blind the badger. And she pulled your glasses off and she threw them on the ground and she'd smash them with her foot and you'd kind of blunder around limping in the darkness trying to see where you are and she'd say, See? See him for who he really is? <laughs> I've exposed your darkest secrets. Yeah, I didn't go back to your house much after that. Yeah. And I never slept over again, certainly. And honestly, at the time, I didn't understand why. And I thought that you just didn't like me. I thought it was a me problem. Are you saying it was because of my mother? Pretty much every negative opinion I have of you came from your mother. When I Same. Went... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Charlie and I have been friends forever, but I did not sleep over at his house. He slept over at mine sometimes, but you know, many numbskull. Well, and, and then... She caused some trouble too. And when I slept over at, at, at yours, we'd watch movies and you would say, hey... uh, 
do you want a, a bucket of kernels to feel more at home? And you bring in this giant bucket and it open it up and Colonel Blue would spring out and do a magic hey! trick. <laughs> like, oh, this is so much. I like my, I like your house so much better than mine. But then, you know, it was really weird is we'd like, you know, Colonel Blue and Nanny Numbskull and me and you would sit down to watch a movie. But then every time my father would come in the room, Colonel Blue would turn off the TV. We would all run to our beds and pretend to be asleep. Yeah. The daddy drill? The daddy drill. You didn't have daddy drills? No, I thought I all thought every I had, student in a school has no, a daddy drills. I told you, all I had was a tornado drill. <laughs> <laughs> and somehow this was much scarier. So I guess the message here is, you know, sometimes something can be mysterious and scary and, and bizarre and unexplainable, but that doesn't make it bad, necessarily. The frizz, which sounds like something out of, like, The Thing, turns out is just a lonely god just trying to keep it real. <laughs> Wait, the uh, Mr. Frizzle is coming back over. Oh, hey, Mr. Frizzle. I have I have two things to say. All right. One, well, I'm not a pervert. Nipple stimulation is the only thing I can feel at this point in my body, my broken body. So that's why I take my shirt off. It had nothing to do with you. Two, I just want to remind you to keep keep your eyes sharp and your ears clear. And, uh... <sighs> the galaxy will, will whisper to you. Wait, Mr. Frizzle's he's disappearing. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Frizzle. Mr. Frizzle. It's like he's at peace. Did we just did we just help give Mr. Frizzle peace? I, I hear him mentioning Doug Pitt. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it was I guess I had nothing to do with what he just said. It was just a delayed reaction to hearing us mention Doug Pitt. Yeah, I guess that I guess if we didn't have to do anything else after that, it would have been the exact same. Yeah. That was good advice. Wow. What advice was that? It was something like, keep your eyes sharp and your ears clear and the galaxy will whisper to you. Hmm. Bye, Mr. Frizzle. Bye-bye. <laughs>